Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Starting on the page, top of page, Ayn Vav, first line, um, 76. So we're just talking about, uh, we're talking about the two types of emotions, the positive emotions, godly emotions, holy emotions, and negative emotions, and how the main difference between them, the godly emotions are based on a hanachasatz musay, bitl, a total putting yourself on the side, surrendering your ego, putting away your ego, and uh, the unholy emotions are based on a strong feeling of self. It is somebody who's very self self absorbed. That's a person who gets angry. That's a person who is all is always looking for you know more pleasures to be involved in. And they said that these two types of emotions are rooted in the two ideas of the tavnis Surah and tavnis kasha, the two the doubles. It says all the letters are doubled. There's the more and the enunciated form of the letter and the softer form of the letter of the letter. So the enunciated stronger form is the intense emotions, the intense intensity of the negative emotions, which come from the world of Toyu, which also has an intensity to it. And from the breaking of the vessels of Toyu, it fell down into an unholy realm, these unholy emotions which come from the strong being being very, very self absorbed. And the soft idea of the letters is the source of the more balanced emotions, the holy emotions of Tikkun. And then we just started saying that how a person, the supernal man is rooted in the world of Tikkun, a balance between the lights, the godly lights and the vessels. And also man down here, a Jewish person down here, has his, soul, his soul is rooted in the world of Tikkun. And that's the reason why a person rules over all of, and has dominion over all of creations, all of the animals and, and um, the fish, because of his specialty, his special maile, his special uh, superiority that he has because his soul is from the world of Tikkun. And what is the superiority of Tikkun? Because it's in a way of parts, of a face, which means that it basically I, in that world there's a connection, a balance in, between all the different spheres in the world of Tikkun. They all coexist and they actually can work together. This is where we're at the top of the page. And being that a person is rooted in this world of Tikkun, who, whose main idea is the inclusion and coexisting of all the spheres, therefore we see that a person is um, separate and unique from all of all the different creations of the inanimate, the vegetative, and the animal kingdom. And how is he different from them? In the fact that he has a um, a lot of a, this idea of his he has many different opposites that come included together within him. Like the Rambam writes in his, uh, his commentary on the Mishnah, that all of creations have only one uh, one main idea or two main ideas that they express, that they, they they affect, and they bring into the world. 
But a person is totally different, and he ch- is able to change to many different um, actions in many different ways. All the creations only have one nature. They don't have... Um, they're not. They're not included of many different opposite natures. So just like an eagle, which is a his nature is that he's very merciful. And this the eagle does not have any the nature of uh, cruelty at all. But the raven who uh, a raven only has only the the cruel nature and doesn't have the nature of being um, kind and and compassionate. To the extent that the raven doesn't even have um, doesn't even have mercy on his own children, uh, like it says in the verse, and that Hashem has compassion to the children of the raven who who um, call out to him. Basically, that the raven, the the parents don't feed the children. We say in this psalm that Hashem has compassion even on these children of the raven because they're not taken care of by their parents and Hashem provides them with their sustenance. So we see that the raven, even on his own children, which we think that he has such a deeper connection with, which were born from him, still even on them, he doesn't have uh, compassion because animals are only made up of one main nature, one main idea. They don't have opposites within them. However, even though we just said that the raven is cruel because he's only made up of one nature, even on his own children he's cruel. But the, so then the Rebbe Shabbat asked, but the Gemara says that even a raven wants its children. Um, so the Gemara over there in Kasube says, it's talking about when a father who, when fathers who are not supporting their children would come before Abchizda, he would say to them, he would say to them, turn over a mortar in public, uh, which basically means that this one this would enable the announcer to stand on top of it and make the announcement more prominent. So turn over this mortar in public and let the father stand on top of the base and announce, even a raven wants its children. And that man, meaning the father himself, does not want his children. So we see, here too we see that the Amoira, an Amoira only only shamed but did not compel a resistant father into supporting his children. Anyway, so the point here is it's saying, he's saying even a, even a raven wants his children, you don't want your children to support them. So we see from this Gemara that the raven does want its children. And so it continues in the Mimer, so the sages say in Ksubes, what does it mean that, so seemingly here we see that the raven does have compassion on his children, he wants his children. But the sages say in in the Gemara in Kesubis, page forty nine on the second side, it says that um, does a re- does a raven really have one its children? But then so the Gemara continues said, but it says Hashem gives food to the young ravens that call out um, from the fact that Hashem himself must feed the young ravens. We see that the raven does not sustain its offspring. So how can you say that the raven wants its children? The Gemara answers. Lekasha, it's not difficult. Habechivri, this this verse speaks of the white the white ravens, and that the the the, the parents don't give the white ravens their food. But in the habuukmi and the announcement of the that the person makes that he says that the that he says that even a raven gives food to his children that speaks of the black ravens, which what does that mean? 
So Rashi explains, uh, Peter Shashi says the Maimur that basically when the ravens start off and they're just when they're born, they're white and it's white in color and its parents uh, not recognizing that it, that it's actually their own their own child separate from it um, because the ravens are black and this young child is, is white. So it's the young raven then that the verse speaks about that Hashem gives food to. As a raven matures, its coloring changes to black and then the parents reunite with it and shower it with all the care and affection an animal shows its young. The announcement mentioned by Rav Chizda refers to this older raven that the the parents, the raven parents, actually want. Um, so, we see that there's two types of ravens, and they, to the young raven, the parents are cruel and they don't even sustain, but the older raven... When they, when they, when it starts getting blacker, darker feathers, and then oh, it looks like a raven. Therefore, they do sustain. They do give food to him. They do take care of him. But Teisus says, "What are these white and black and dark ravens? There's two types. It's two species of ravens. Yes, of ukam who There's a black raven who is very cruel. Yes, and there's a white raven. And that type of raven does have compassion." So the idea of the black ravens is described in the verse in Shir Shirim. It says, black, like, like his hair was black like a raven. And this color black of the raven indicates a very strong, uh, intense cruelty. And how do we know that? There in the Gemara it says that... Um, who do you find Torah by? Somebody who is mashchir, um, mashchir is pun of somebody who darkens his face, and it brings the verse shreidus koedev, black like an like a raven. So we see this. What does it mean? Blackens his face, meaning he. The Maharshal explains that he fasts a lot till his till his face becomes black and tired, or just like or um, it compares it. Maharshal says or like a how a raven's food is very. Some very little, so to the person, a person can only acquire terror if he doesn't have so much food. Um, same idea of fasting, but we see that the, it uses that verse of the black, of the dark uh, black of the raven, of a type of cruelty. Here it's a spiritual cruelty, he's being cruel to himself, depriving himself from food. Umasha um, another verse in, in Malachim and Kings, it talks about Elio and Avian and Achav when there was no rain. Um, um so so Hashem tells him you should go go by this certain river of Chris and Hashem and the raven will provide you with with um with food and meat. Uh, so it says the the ravens brought to Elio they brought him bread. So seemingly we see that the the ravens are are being kind and we just said that they only have one nature so how can they be cruel which is cruelty so how can they be kind here and bring him food who that is only referring to the white species of raven that the white ones we said before according to Teisvis, are the kind ones whereas the black ones are the cruel ones Alright, so the conclusion from all this is that 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 animals are all different in their natures. Each one has a specific, unique nature, and they don't have a, a uh, they don't have uh, no, different natures. Don't coexist within them at once. They only have one nature, one specific mode, 
and they don't have many together. And this is also the meaning what it says in the beginning of creation, when Hashem is creating all different um, different beings. It says that Hashem created each bird, each flying bird, according to its species, and each animal according to its species. The the word lemina implies that each one it's a specific species with a specific nature, and he created it in that specific way. That there is it only has this one specific nature and doesn't it cannot change. It doesn't have a mixture, a combination of different natures in it. But a person, on the other hand, has all the different emotions, the, all the opposite emotions together. A person has all these different emotions of kindness, severity, and Compassion altogether. This exists, and every single person has all these. Even somebody who is more has more uh, his nature is more like a specific emotion, like a kind person and a good person. That overall, he's overwhelmingly he's a really good person. That's overall his nature. Nevertheless, even he has also the attribute, the emotion of severity and cruelty. He, even this kind, kind, kind person, that is his real nature. You see that he was born that way. He can also act in a cruel way. And there, We see that every single person, even somebody who tends to a certain character trait, has every single emotion within him. Just like Abraham, our father, that he was called the Isha Chesed, a man of kindness. All he did was just being kind to everybody. Like the story when he was, he made his tent and was open on all sides to all the passerbys to come and eat. He provided everyone with food to the extent, even after, right after his bris milah, he was in pain. He went outside to see for guests. He wanted to bring guests in. So his overwhelming nature of who he was was just a kind person. But he also had within him the attribute and the emotion of severity, of fear, of of um, holding back, which is all expressions of Buddha. To the extent that he was even able to hold back his mercy, his kindness, from his only child, and he was ready to go um, sacrifice him to Hashem. So that we see is he was holding back his natural tendency of being kind, and he held that back, which is an expression of gvuda of holding back, and he went to do something totally negative or a, an expression of gvuda to, to his son sacrificing him. And it says that's why it says about Avram, Hashem says about Avram after he went to take his son Isaac to the altar. Now I know that you are a God that you fear Hashem also. Meaning until now I knew that you were just everything was about your nature was Chesed, was Ava, was love. But now I see that you've gone against your own nature and and gone to do something which is totally against your nature and sacrifice your only child. And now Hashem is saying I see that you also have fear and Gvura. So we see that every person has a um, coexists and has a um, a mixture of all the different, even opposite emotions within him. Even in within one emotion, there is a inclusion, a coexisting of an, the opposite emotion by a person within a person. He who spares the rod and doesn't reprimand his child really hates his child. This is an expression of two two emotions together, of kindness within severity. That here, uh, the parent is holding back the rod, which he think which he thinks that he's actually being kind by not by not reprimanding the son, but in truth, the inner essence of this, the core of this, is actually is actually he's hating his son, which is an expression of severity, uh, of of gvura. 
because really what, what's going to happen if he doesn't reprimand his son is his son's going to go on the wrong path. And then the verse continues, and he who loves him will discipline him early. Which, what is that? That is severity within kindness. Which means, like he's going to explain right now, like a, a father who reprimands his son, which that is an expression, on the outside is an expression of severity. But in truth, the only reason he is reprimanding his son is because of all stemming from love. Because he loves him, he loves his child, and he wants very much so to make straight his paths, for the son to go on the straight path. Therefore, that's the reason why he is reprimanding himself. And to another child, or another person, who he doesn't love him so much, he will not reprimand. So, you see, this is a, a, a mixture, a coexisting, an inclusion of two opposite emotions together, of chesed, of kindness, and gvudah, of severity. And here, he who loves him, disciplines him early, is, even though on the outside looks like gvudah, severity on the inside really is just coming all from love. And similarly, sometimes there's even kindness and severity within even one thing, within one thing that someone's doing. Like it says in the verse, So what that means from the Gemara, it says in the Gemara in Yavamis that the Gemara asks, basically, that on one hand, Hashem demands retribution because Shoal was not eulogized properly. On the other hand, he demands retribution because Shoal himself put to death the, the Givainim. So the Gemara answers, yes, this is how it should be, because Reish Lakish says, what's the meaning of that of that which is written Seek the Lord, all the humble of the earth that have executed, which is Shemeshpate, Pali. Seek the Lord, all the humble of the earth that have executed, Pali, his justice. Mishpate. So, where, where mention is made of the justice to be carried out against a person, his good deeds, Pali, should also be mentioned there as well. In the same place which a person is um, judged, judged there you also mention his good deeds. So we see that that um, even within one thing, within one matter, there is a mixture of kindness, of mentioning his good deeds, and severity of judging the person. Um, and this is all, this is true within all the emotions of, a per, of people. That a person is included with all the opposite emotions together. The reason being because the source of a person's soul is from the world of tikkun, which is in the aspect of parts of a face, like we said before, just like a face is made up of many different parts, many different features. That is the idea of a face of tikkun, which is, has many different inclusions and coexisting of a balance of a balance of all the different emotions together. All the rest of the creations are their their spiritual sources in the world of Tayu. And being that in the world of Tayu, the emotions were in a were in a way of enough misbardim of separate separating branches. That meaning all the emotions were totally not had no coexisting no no inclusion of one with the other. Um, there were just separate branches. 
being that in the world of Toyu, all the emotions exist there in a way of separateness. Therefore, all the creations which come from which their spiritual sources in the world of Toyu are also, each one has its own specific nature, a unique nature. They don't have this idea of inclusion, of coexisting of the emotions, of the opposite natures. But a person, being that his source is from the world of Tikkun, therefore he has an inclusion within him. He's made up of all, all different emotions altogether. And now the reason for this, the fact that within the spheres, within the world of Toyo, there wasn't an inclusion and coexisting who is because of that which is known. Because in the world of Toyo, there was a a lot of godly light and energy and a very few uh, vessels to contain that energy. Which what does that actually mean? A lot of light and a little kalim, little vessels. We're going to explain in a second. But in Tikkun, which is lower than the world of Teu, it's already brought about that it's a uh, a, a uh, only a small amount of godly, a revelation of godly energy of light and a ribia kalim and, and many um, different vessels to contain that light. What does it mean that there was a lot of light? It means that there was a very intense revelation of godly Light. And see what we explained about this in the previous mimer. What does it mean when there is a ribay oir? means toikif. It means the intense revelation of that light. And what does that mean? Meaning there, there was the, the essence of the light, how it is in its very pure state. That is what it means, the very essence, the purest essence of that light, which is the most intense aspect of it. And that's what it says in the works of Kabbalah, that the spheres of Toyu, each sphere was in its keser within that sphere. Right. So, meaning, the, what is in the keser of every sphere? Keser is the the highest aspect of all of the spheres, most of the time even transcending the ten spheres. So, the spheres of Toyu were, were their mode was in a way of keser, of each one of those spheres. So the chesed was a earlier revelation of the keser of the chesed. The gvura was a revelation of the keser of the gvura, which, what does that mean? Shazob chenas atzmi sasfiris. Meaning that the, es- the essence of each of the spheres of toyu is what is what was revealed in toyu. And that's why it was ribi ha'ir, the toykef ha'ir. Koydem shenis chalka adayin l'chalakim pratim. So there was the essence of each sphere was revealed in the world of toyu before the sphere was already, was nishalka, um, before it was already different, differentiated, and and to different details. So when you have just the essence of something, that is the essential point of it. Before it's already descended and diminished and become more split up into different details, which are more, uh, which are a lot weaker and softer. Whereas if you have the essence of something, it's just the essential point of it. That's before it's been. That's when do you? How do you know that it's the essence of it? Was it when it's just one essential point. Before, when, you, when it's already come down and relating to specific, different details, different parts, that's when it's already become weaker. And that's why the world of Toyo is called Nikuda point, because this is where the essential point of every sphere is revealed. Explain another place. And that's the reason why in the Toyo there wasn't able to be a inclusion coexisting of the different emotions there and the different spheres because within every two opposites 
the essence, the the essential part of two opposites, so it's impossible for them to unite together. Like the essence of fire and the essence of water will never be able to be joined together. Therefore, within the spheres of Teyu, being that each sphere was in a, its essential point, it was impossible for them to join and unite together. So when you have the essence, the revelation of the true essence and the core of something and it's the, with the true essence and core of its opposite, you'll never have they, they'll never have the ability to unite together because each one is expressing the true essence of the opposite of the other one. But if you have just a lower level, a weaker level of that of those two opposites where they're not so intense anymore, then there is a possibility that they should be able to come together because they're not expressing their essential strength when they're totally expressing their true essence of what they are, and they're two, true, they're in, ascent, in essence, they are two opposites, so they'll never, they'll never be able to come together. But once you have an already a weaker expression of that, they, then they can come together. And this is also the reason why there was the the breaking of the vessels within the world of Tayu, um, that the godly energy was so intense and so strong there, that it was, it, the, the vessels were not able to contain the light, and not only that, that the actually vessels broke, and descended down here into this world. Because there is meaning that the, the spheres within Tayu were just the, the revelation of the essence, the most intense essence of those spheres, therefore they weren't, the spheres weren't able to, to withstand each other, and therefore they broke. Around the top of the next page. But within the world of Tikkun, there was a diminishing of the godly energy and the godly revelation. Meaning the weakest aspect of the light, not the essential point of the light, but now how it's already descended and become more weak and not in, its, not in, not in its essential state. That it shouldn't be so intense. Meaning that it shouldn't be in its essential state. Rather, it's, the light has already descended and become diminished to the extent where it's become split up into different details and expressions of this light instead of it's just one essential point. And therefore, through the descending and the diminishment and the weakening of the light of, of Toyu coming down into Tikkun, there is able to be a inclusion and a coexisting of all the different spheres together. We'll stop at the top of page I and Zion, three lines from the top. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chesidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Mimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.